Shaq, let's just say that a uh, snake bit your mom right up here, right in the chest area. Would you be willing to suck the venom out to win the title? No, but I will with your wife. hope we can win a game. And we're in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Hello and welcome to the Pick and Roll Podcast. My name is Bill Golden. Alongside me, as always, will be Kevin McLernan. Obviously, this podcast has to start out in one place. It's pretty obvious. This has been a crazy free agency period. I kind of predicted that it would be, but I, even I didn't see all of this coming. It's been, I mean, totally wild. But that obvious starting place, Kev, we have to talk about it. Kevin Durant signing with Golden State. I mean, I don't know about you, but I was absolutely shocked by that. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I mean, everybody was talking about the rumors that there's a possibility that they could sign him, that they had the cap space, but I really I really didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, me either. I've always been saying that he was going to go back to Washington, and then when this offseason came, it just seemed like he wasn't even going to take a meeting with them. And then a lot of people brought up some good points about how there's more money next year, and he really should just come back and give it one more shot with OKC. I mean, why not come back and give it one more shot with OKC? And that was really what I thought he was going to do, you know, come back on a one-year or two-year deal with the player option in the second year, and he can opt out. And then him and Russ could make a decision together. I, I just can't imagine what Golden State must have said to him to convince him to leave. Or maybe the Russell Westbrook-Kevin Durant relationship was really as sour as it appeared at times. Yeah, yeah, it's something, I guess, we we don't really know inside there. He just seemed like he was impressed by Golden State. and I mean, I don't know what your opinions are. I don't blame Kevin Durant at all. And a lot of people are bashing Kevin Durant for leaving. But I just think it's it's part of the system and, I mean, he's trying to win. You know, I mean, usually we blame players for taking money over uh, rings, but this is where one player took the ring and still got the money, though. Yeah, I, I, it's hard for me. I feel two ways about it. One is that this is a capitalist system. It's a, you know, it's a free market. There's some limits, but you know, everyone has the freedom to move about as they please and. You know, he's in high demand, he got the money, and he has the chance to go wherever he wants to go. I mean, but from a basketball fan perspective, you want a guy, and I, I didn't mind him leaving, honestly. I think I wouldn't have objected to him going almost anywhere else. But I think there's something a little, it just leaves a little sour taste in your mouth when you realize that he left a team that was really good. That's one. And two, he went to a team that just won 73 games. Um, it's one thing if he went to the Spurs or something like that, but I don't know. It just, and joining, I don't know. It just leaves a little bit of a sour taste, I think. Well, the Spurs just won 67 games, so they're not that far behind them. That's, that is a good point. That is true. Um, but yeah, I I see what you're saying. Definitely as a basketball fan, I'm not happy with the decision, but I I still don't blame Kevin Durant like people on ESPN are, and they're just bashing him, calling him a coward and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you can't, I don't know how you can go that far with it. Like I said, I mean, as a fan, you might say, you know, it's 
he shouldn't have done it or whatever. But no, I don't know how you can blame him. Um, this is and look, it's not really he's not the first guy to do this. This is really LeBron's creation. And I, you know, that was my first thought when he did that. I said, you know, he he really changed. He probably changed the game forever because. You know, prior to this, and uh, you know, Barkley and guys like that will say, you know, back in those days, you know, Jordan wouldn't have went, and that's probably true, and Magic and Bird, and that's all probably true. But at the same time, those guys were on better teams, and I know how good the Thunder were this year, but they weren't as good as Michael's Bulls or Magic's Lakers or, or Bird's Celtics, and that's not because of how good Magic and Bird and Jordan are. They obviously had something to do with it, but they had a better cast around them. And OKC has a good a good cast, but it's nothing compared to what those other guys had. So there's also that. And I I don't blame him at all because he wants to get his rings. I mean, he's been in the league almost 10 years, I think, now, nine seasons or something. So, you know, I, I really I can't blame him, and I and I don't. Um, I just kind of wish, like you, like you also said, I just wish he, I guess, picked something else, anything else, really. And, and we've talked about Barkley's comments before on this about his top seven players or whatever. And uh, this is another thing I disagree with him about. I mean, he, he asked for two trades off two teams in the NBA. He, I mean, he asked for a trade off the 76ers, and then he asked for a trade off the the Suns, because like, then he went to the Rockets. So, I mean, not like he stayed on one team his entire career. Well, that's the thing. Exactly. I agree so much because it's like not not only do I maybe disagree on some level, but – you're the last guy who should be talking. He didn't do the exact same thing, but man, you really you're right. I mean, he demanded trades and he really, you know, bounced around a lot even though it may might not may have not been in actual free agency. I mean, it's almost worse when you're demanding a trade, I think, uh, because you're such a baby that you can't even wait your turn until your contract comes up. You can't just suck it up in the meantime. At least Kevin Durant, if his intention was always to leave, who knows if it was. I mean, he kept it quiet. We had no idea. Most people, heck, most people thought he was coming back. So I think he was extremely respectful about it. And I'm sure the Thunder knew before he announced, you know, he was signing with Golden State. So I think what he did is, is what Barkley did is way worse when you're demanding trades from teams. That's m- much worse, I think. Yeah, and I, I don't know if uh, you got to see uh, Reggie Miller's comments. I'm going to try to pull them up right now, but uh, his comments on why he stayed with Indiana uh, were really cool, and I don't know, it was just a different way of looking at it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's players like Dirk Nowitzki who continuously stayed with his team and took pay cuts, and Tim Duncan is another one who's who's done the same. But I just, you know, there's guys, you know, in other sports and, and who've done this before. I mean, LeBron putting... As like basically a super team together, I don't think it's totally symmetrical because LeBron's team wasn't as good as OKC is right oh, now, and he went. They were off. I'm sorry. That team was awful. Right, LeBron's team. Right, and the team he went to. Granted, he brought Bosch, but they brought a lot of players in. The team really wasn't already set up, and I'm not. Look, what LeBron did was also something that, as a basketball fan, you didn't want to see. But at the end of the day, I guess we're all we all got over it, and we just kind of enjoyed enjoyed it. And they they did they did lose. So that's I think the next thing we need to talk about after you read your Reggie Miller quote is is this really going to translate into an unbeatable team? And I I can't find the exact quote that I wanted. His statement was pretty long, but uh, he starts out by saying, "At the end of the day, what's more important, rings or legacy?" 
The media only cares about rings, and rightfully so. We are judged on jewelry, so that's why I can't argue with that. From a personal standpoint, I'm upset that a small market will never recover from it. And uh, I can't find the exact quote, and like I said, it's pretty long, yeah, but, but he, he basically said his most important achievement was staying in Indiana and helping that market out. Well, you know how I feel about the individual rings thing. And I think from a legacy standpoint, it does hurt Durant leaving and going to Golden State. I think that any ring he wins there will definitely be tarnished a little bit in the eyes of people who look back on it. But there's also the possibility that as time passes, 10, 15, 20 years after he's done, if they have won a couple rings, that might start to fade. I don't know. Um, Because there's been super teams in the past, and usually people don't get discounted for it. But then Uh, again... Right, Bill Russell had six Hall of Famers on his team at one time. But then again, Bill Russell didn't, you know, wasn't playing for a different franchise and then all of a sudden decided to join a team with five Hall of Famers. That happened because it happened. Kind of like the way the Warriors built their team before Kevin came. They built a great team, and for the most part, no one was joining a super team until until now. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Kareem left and. Went to the Lakers. I don't know how he left, though. I'm not really sure about that. And he was playing with Oscar Robertson in Milwaukee. So, Yeah, I mean... But uh, you said it's not the first time it's happened. Right. It's just an extreme case because it's a top three player in the NBA and it's a or top three, top five player in the NBA and it's the best team, regular season team of all time. Right. This is the most extreme example. This is the best player. Well, LeBron was probably better at the time, but... He's going to a team. It's I think it's the team he's going to. I think that's really what makes this what it is. I mean, he, like I said, if he goes and you made a good point, San Antonio did win sixty-seven games, so maybe that's another bad example. But if he, he could, goes to Boston, exactly. I don't think we're we're still talking about this right now. But ESPN is not is not going crazy about how he's a coward and Barkley's probably not going off on him, etc. Yeah, I agree. And that would be an interesting team that, uh, since Al Horford went there, but we'll get into that later. But that Boston team would have been a real contender in the East. So I guess the question, like I said, is are the Warriors now unbeatable is a strong word, but I mean, really, that's what a lot of people are, are kind of questioning or wondering right now. I mean, is that where we're at? Is, are they, if everyone's healthy, are they, are they going to definitely win the championship? And I think this is all going to be on Steve Kerr. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I, I think we'll actually see how good of a coach he is this year. Um, they they will not have a deep bench. Uh, he's going to have to get all, all their guys those touches, which honestly, you're switching because Harrison Barnes left, Kevin Durant comes in. Harrison Barnes got a lot of open shots last year, and, and Kevin Durant won't get that many open shots uh, since he's Kevin Durant. But if they cannot change their system that much, Kevin Durant can still get tw- over 20 points per game just playing a little better Harrison Barnes role. What's crazy is that you want to put him in that role, and it's not crazy because that's exactly what they probably should do, but it's just crazy to say that Kevin Durant should come fill the role of Harrison Barnes. But, I mean, that's that's 100% accurate. I mean, that's the best way, the smoothest way to transition this team. But... They could legitimately have three guys average over 20 points per game. I mean, they probably will, right? I mean, who else is going to score points? Zaza Pachulia, the almost all-star last year. They could have, they possibly almost had five all-star. Well, Draymond, yeah, Draymond still would have been an all-star last year. And Zaza almost got voted in. So, 
They almost had five all-stars on their starting team this year, but um, he's not going to score. Draymond, he doesn't care about his points. He's probably going to average, what, 10, 12 points. So, yeah, where, where are the other points coming from? Their bench is really weak now. They lost a lot of guys. Um, they got Iguodala and Livingston still coming off the bench. But um, I, I would not it, – it's not that far-fetched to see all those guys average 20 this year. Yeah, they did add they did add Zaza, like you said, um, and they did add David West, which he's older, but he can help a little bit. They're probably at some point, if they go to the small ball lineup, it's going to be Curry, Thompson, Iguodala, Durant, Green, or something like that, which is just, <laughs> it's absurd that that would be their lineup. I mean, that is just so good. And Iguodala still still looks like he's got some, some fuel left in the tank, but I think you bring up an excellent point. Because I was thinking about the big men that they lost. You know, losing Bogut, I think, is a big deal. We saw what happened in that finals after Bogut, you know, was basically out. But, you know, after these first five, six guys, seven with Livingston, I mean, there's really nothing coming off this bench. Unless some of these names of guys that I don't really know are better than than we know they are. But, I mean, you're right. They're thin. Yeah, I mean, all their backup centers and uh, forward or power forward that came in last year, Spate, Festus Azili, um, and they're all gone now. And Bogut, like you said, um, they're all gone. So it's definitely going to be a different team. Obviously, I think they're a better team than last year, just based on bringing in Kevin Durant. So uh, I think it's, it's really going to show to what the coaching staff does. And who knows, uh, maybe Luke Walton was more to the team than we thought. Maybe they struggle. <laughs> I, See how I, he does in L.A. Yeah, I, I don't think that'll be the case, but you <laughs> I don't know, think th- so either. There is a real possibility. I think in the regular season, the the bench doesn't matter as much usually, and I think these guys are going to build such large leads, um, early in the first half, that they'll be able to rest and not blow them in the fourth quarter. I think they're going to have a lot of fourth quarters they sit because, the you know in the regular season this is what the Warriors did. They no one plays any defense, so. You have Steph, he's pulling up from three, and Clay and Kevin Durant. So they're all just going to take their shots. Each one's going to take 20, 25, or 30 shots a night. And they're going to score a lot of points and in bunches and shoot a lot of threes. And it's going to work. It's going to be successful, I bet. What I, what I think is we're not going to know until the playoffs. I mean, they're not going to win 73 games probably again because it's just so hard to do. But they'll probably win. And six. I don't think they will care. They no. won't care. It's so, so irrelevant. And I think when you win 73 and lose the championship, you realize that. You know, it's who. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it goes in the record book, but it's so relevant to the postseason. It doesn't matter. You don't get anything for winning seventy three games. Yeah, you get the number one seed, but they could have done that winning sixty eight games. So, mm-hmm. so you know, that that's what it is. But in the postseason, when the bench starts to matter and defense starts getting played, I think there's a legitimate chance that that this might not work. And I know that's crazy to say because they're starting five, but. Like you said, they lost the big men and the bench. So that's a big deal in the in the postseason. Unless they can really get out to great starts and, you know, sweep the first couple of series, you know, these guys are gonna have to play a lot of minutes, 35, 40 minutes a night in conference finals and the finals. I mean, that's how it is. So I, I also don't like when people I mean, people are calling them a super team and sure, but this isn't like a regular super team or big three that people have built in the past. You can't compare it to LeBron, Wade, and Bosch because everybody's saying they need to, they took a year to adjust. This Warriors team has already adjusted. All they're doing is bringing in Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant has to adjust. 
Uh, I mean, it's it's one superstar adjusting rather than everybody else on that, that Heat team. Everybody had to adjust to that team. Yeah, I mean, the Heat also brought in a lot of bench players at the same time. It wasn't just the big three. Like you said, first of all, you're bringing in two superstars at once. Or if you don't want to call Boston a superstar, at least a superstar and an all-star. And they brought a bunch of bench players in on top of that. So there was like six, seven, I don't know how many guys, but there was six to eight new players on the team. It was like a completely new roster. So you're right. I mean, these guys, for the most part, everyone's been here already. They brought in Zaza, they brought in David West, and they brought in Kevin Durant. But for the most part, the core has already been there. They already played together. And they've been playing together a long time, and that's, I think, what's led to them being so successful. I mean, obviously, they have the talent, but, yeah. And I think Kevin Durant, like you said, if they just plug him into the Harrison Barnes role, especially just to begin with, like, just do this, and then let's work and see what else you can do after because, you know, you don't want to, you know, do too much and really mess up the flow of what they do. You have 82 games to figure it out, Steve Kerr. That's plenty of time with this talent of players. It's disappointing if they don't win, right? I mean, it's a, that's an utter failure, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. At least we agree on that. I'm not convinced, looking at their roster up and down, that this is definitely the team that's going to win the championship. I, they're definitely, I agree. They're definitely the favorites, and it's definitely a huge failure if they don't. But at the same time, I don't think, I don't, I don't think it's so overwhelming. No, like you said, I mean, it, it's not four players that win a championship. You need a bench. Players are going to get in foul trouble. And, I mean, luckily they still do have two very good backups, in my opinion, in uh, Iguodala and then Livingston. But you need big guys as backups also. So we'll see how David West does. Okay, let's talk about some of the other free agent signings. I'm just going to rip through them stopping periodically. So this is an alphabetical order list I have. Uh, Aaron Aflalo leaves the Knicks, goes to the Kings. Cole Aldrich. uh, The Kings. Yeah. Who cares about to follow, man? Yeah. He leaves. He, Aldrich leaves the Kings, goes to the Timberwolves. Ryan Anderson, he leaves New Orleans, and he goes to the Rockets. I just stop half a second here. Um, I think that's a decently big deal. I mean, he did get $80 million, although everyone got overpaid this offseason. But we can talk about Houston now if you want, or we can wait until you want to talk about Dwight Howard. Um yeah, let's wait because Houston's a very interesting team to me. Okay, but yeah, that's a that's a big contract, twenty mil for Ryan Anderson. Very, um, very notable. Yes, Daryl Arthur left the Nuggets. Um, sorry, stayed with the Nuggets. DJ Augustin uh, left the Nuggets and went to the Orlando Magic. Uh, we'll talk about them later, I guess. Too. Bar- yeah. Barbosa, Barbosa, Barbosa left Golden State, went to Phoenix, right? Yeah, going back to Phoenix. Okay, yeah, they they messed us up. Yeah, ESPN has that messed up on their their website. Yeah, what's up with that? All right, um, Harrison Barnes, we just talked about this team. He left Golden State. He got four years, $94 million to go to Dallas. I think we need to talk about this. That That's the max for him. Remember, uh, how, how long you've been in the league is a different max. That's why Harrison Barnes has a less max than, uh, let's say, Durant or Horford. But $94 million is his max, and Dallas needs to do something. I mean, they've been missing on every every uh, free agent lately. Uh, and, I mean, Parsons, Chandler Parsons left, and they need to get somebody to replace him. Harrison Barnes definitely fills that role. Uh, but I don't know. if It doesn't make them a contender, in my opinion. No, they're going to be a, a good team. They have a nice starting five. The problem is their bench is, I mean – 
horrific. They don't have a single decent player. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but really, it's bad. So I, I do like their starting five. I think West Math. Wes Matthews is pretty good, and Harrison Barnes. That's going to be their top two scores, obviously. I mean, Dirk is ancient. Um, he can help from time to time. But the addition of Bogut is nice, too. So I think they have a nice starting five. But, man, their bench is really, really weak. Yeah, and uh, Dirk got a big contract, too. So, I mean, we were expecting him to take a small contract. Uh, but since Dallas didn't sign anybody, they need to set, uh, spend that money somehow. Yeah, I was surprised they gave him that money, but I guess it didn't hurt them for whatever reason. Um, maybe it's a two-year deal, and he's going to opt out again next year so they can get in that free agency market. Russell Westbrook and Blake Griffin, I think, are both coming up and probably some other guys. So, I mean, that's that's how you have to be if you're Dallas. You have to keep, keep looking forward. Um, even with this contract Harrison Barnes, they probably could afford another max deal next year when the cap goes up. So that's why a lot of teams did what they did because the cap's going up. I mean, that's why Harrison Barnes got so overpaid. But, I mean, there's still some potential in him. He, he could really develop into maybe not a superstar, but and he's already a really good player. But we're going to see. I mean, he might really develop into somebody that you can lean on. And why does everybody act like Dallas is this great city, in my opinion? Like, on ESPN, they're talking, oh, they can't recruit anymore, and it's the city of Dallas. What about the city of Dallas? What's so special about the city of Dallas that they should be able to recruit people? You know, I think one thing is that it's such a big city, and like I've been saying, you know, I don't think that's relevant anymore. Durant just went to Golden State, and San Francisco, Oakland area is a big area, but Golden State is not... It's Golden State. It's not New York. It's not Los Angeles. So I, I just don't think there's anything to that anymore. I think they look at your roster and the money on the table because... And the facilities. Right. You know, the marketability is, is everywhere. I mean, look, look at what Oklahoma City these past couple years. They sell tons of jerseys. Golden State... Sells tons of jerseys, you know, so it's not, I don't think that's relevant. I mean, it still is a little bit, but I think it's overrated. I think, you know, ESPN needs to get with the times. It doesn't really matter what the city is. And I'm with you. I don't know what's so special about Dallas. Maybe we have a bias because we're from Philadelphia. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think guys look at the roster and maybe Mark Cuban and the money and they just say, no, I don't I don't want to play there. Also, while we're on this topic, it's just, it bothers me because everybody's been talking about uh, is the league the same without the Lakers and the Knicks being good? When have the Knicks been good lately? They haven't been good in years. It's not like the league has been different without the Knicks being good. Yeah. I can understand the Lakers' argument, but the Knicks, this is a joke. Right. I mean, I think if you said Celtics, that might make a little more sense. But the Celtics were had a lull for a while after after Bird. And, I mean, most, I think, a majority of the time we've watched, they've been bad, save a few years with with Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen and, and Rondo. Um, they were together, what, three, four, five seasons. They were pretty good then, but save those few seasons, they haven't been very good either. And I, I just think it's better for the NBA, honestly. I mean, when different teams win and when it's small market teams that can recruit players and be really good and win, that's that helps the league even more. I I think so, anyway. Yeah, I just, I just, people have this image of the New York Knicks just because they play in the Garden, but I mean, the Knicks haven't won. I can't remember the last time the Knicks won a title, seventies maybe. Right, right. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's like they—they're not a powerhouse. It's not. I, I, that's why I said Lakers, Celtics, because those teams have a combined more than thirty championships. The Knicks. Oh yeah, in league history, those two teams aren't even close to anybody else. Right. Nineteen seventy-three so, was the last time the Knicks won. Yeah. So the Knicks, I agree. Yeah, the Knicks are totally. 
irrelevant. I mean, to me, in my my lifetime, the past 10 years or so watching basketball, the Knicks have always been garbage. And even, like you said, even going back in history, they've been garbage for a good majority of their history. I mean, they've had good teams, but... Yeah, I, that is very confusing. But I, I think you're right. It's the big market thing. It's because it's New York and L.A. are the biggest cities. But look at the NFL. The NFL survived for so long and thrived and grew huge, got so much bigger with no team in L.A. And I know they just got one back, and, and it's preposterous not to have a single team there. But it's I, I think in the modern day, it's just I don't think it matters. Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean, I'm just looking at the next seasons, too. So they finished second in the East. In 2013, uh, they didn't even make the conference finals, though. And then going, I mean, you're going all the way back to Patrick Ewing days in the 90s since the last time they were good, I think. Yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah. I, 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 I don't have an answer for you as to why. I, I, like yeah. you said, I think it's the garden in New York City thing. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a silly, it's silly to say that. I just, and even furthermore, I think it's actually better when it's out of the big markets and the small markets because you can make the basketball grow in other markets where it doesn't exist as much. I mean, Oklahoma City, I think, going forward will now always be a good basketball market. They might have bad teams, but they've created a hunger there and a thirst there, even though they never won a title. But they got so close a couple of times. I mean, they were in the finals a couple of years back, and they've had great players there. So I think it's always going to be a place now. They've created a new place that people will want you know, a, a basketball team to be really good. And it's the same thing they did in Seattle. I don't know why there's not a team up there, I always say. But, you know, there's it's better when there's more markets, I think. And, and then, um, I mean, the biggest case is San Antonio. Right. Not a big market at all. That I mean, Popovich has obviously done wonders for that team. But um, from now on, even when Popovich leaves, which who knows if he ever will, uh, I think Popovich <laughs> will just be there forever, hopefully. Um, I mean, they're, they're still going to want to be good. Right. I mean, they were able to track LaMarcus Aldridge. I mean, he's not the biggest free agent ever, but he was, I mean, that was a big deal. I mean, he's a really good basketball player, and he went to a tiny market, like you say, San Antonio. I mean, and yeah, I mean, they're they're going to be now forever relevant, and in my eyes, I just think it's people who, you know, didn't grow up now, they, they grew up with only a few teams being good, and that's the thing that they're used to, but you know, look at those teams. I mean, Chicago hasn't been really that good. And, I and you know, I think there was a stat, I, I can't think of it right now off the top of my head, where between, like, there was, like, a 20 or 25-year period where only, like, five or six different teams won. And then you look at the, the last, like, seven or eight years, and that's, like, the same number or something like that. So, to me, I, I think... think it was the, I think it was the 80s and 90s. It was, like, only L.A., Philly, Boston... And Chicago, something like that, right? And, those and Detroit. Are, those are all those are all big markets. Those, those are like the five of the seven biggest cities in the country. And now recently, yeah. you got Cleveland, Golden State, which is the San Fran, Oakland area. I'm trying to think who else has won. And Oklahoma City, San Antonio, San, Miami, exactly. And Oklahoma City's been in it. I think that is for the league. I think that's much better. I mean, basketball is not going to die in L.A. or New York or Philadelphia or Chicago. So. When you're when you have these other cities coming into it, I think, like I said, I just think it's better for the league. Man, they're, they're trying pretty hard in Philadelphia to make it die. But. <laughs> well, look, I All mean, right, it's a let's, like let's you said, move back to the free agency though. Okay, all right. So, yeah. uh, 
We don't want to get down the Philadelphia rabbit hole. Yeah, that, that's true. Okay, so um, next up, Matt Barnes. He leaves the Grizzlies. He goes to the Kings. Um, it's just he's just a Kings kind of player, right? I mean, um, yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't been there earlier. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Nicholas Batum stays in Charlotte five years, 120 million dollars. Uh, not sure if you want to talk about Charlotte, but that is an unbelievably large contract. Um, it is very large. They, they were in that kind of situation where they they couldn't lose them, and so they had to pay them. Right, like I said, you know, everyone got overpaid. Uh, Jared Bayless uh, ends up on the Sixers. Um, we will avoid the rabbit hole again with this, but he'll probably start a point guard for them. Uh, Kent Bazemore, he stays in Atlanta, four years, seventy million. Bradley Beal stays in Washington, has a bigger contract than John Wall, five years, a hundred and thirty million dollars. You want to talk about this one? I mean, I don't really want to because it's just absurd, but. <laughs> I, I mean, I understand the TV package is coming in and everybody's getting paid more. Um, but, man, this is a lot of money, uh, especially for a player that keeps getting hurt. Um, if he can stay healthy, I was never a big fan of Bradley Beal coming into the league. But I think he does have a decent shot. Um, not worth 130 mil, but uh, they, I guess they were another team that, I mean, what if they lost Bradley Beal? Where would they be at? Right. I mean, with him, they may make the playoffs, although the East is looking... Like I wouldn't say tougher now. Yeah, that's right. That's what the perfect word. Yeah, it's tougher. And without him, like you said, I mean, they're they're not they're gonna they're not winning more than thirty games with him. They maybe could make the playoffs, but both him and John Wall, like you said, have to stay healthy and have to play their butts off because the rest of this roster is is not impressive. Yeah. Okay. That's all I gotta say about this. I don't even know. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. So this this was a real head scratch. You actually texted me. Um, when this happened, and I don't know what this team is doing. Bismack Biombo left the Raptors to go to Orlando, four years, seventy million dollars. I mean, what are the Magic doing? Uh, so while we're on the Magic, let's also just bring the other guy they signed into. They signed Jeff Green for one year for fifteen million dollars, and that's. It, it's, I'm just really confused. They traded for Serge Ibaka. They still have Aaron Gordon. They still have Nikola Vucevic. I just don't understand. What, what like what their plan is? It, I, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. They traded Oladipo away. They paid Evan Fournier. I they got a lot of big man and they they paid the money. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Got a new coach. Um, it, it's a very intriguing team who could win twenty five games or forty games. I think. I think this is a playoff team. You got you have Peyton, Augustine. DJ Augustin, CJ Watson, Fournier, like you said, they don't really have anybody else's shooting guard that's decent. Aaron Gordon, Hizonia looked pretty good. Ibaka, Jeff Green, Vucevic or Vucevic, whatever, and Bismarck Biombo. Now there's a lot of big men, so I don't know if they have to move a big man to get a shooting guard to back up shooting guard or I don't know what. They might have to move some pieces around because it does seem like you say they might have too many big men. But well, Augustine, Augustine's a, a combo guard. He he can play. Uh, shooting guard, right. and and I think you can also bring Hizonia down a shooting guard too. So I don't think they're worried about that position so much. Okay, well then, I mean, if that's the case, then I, I really like this team. I, I I I didn't realize that they had done all this, um, but and, and when they signed Biombo for that much amount of money, I was kind of confused because they already have Vucevic. But I guess depth wise, I mean, they have you. If you look at the fo- top six to eight guys. I mean, they they have a really nice you know sixty eight top sixty eight players I think. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I do think it, there's a definite possibility of the playoffs, but I could also just see it it going 
in the wrong direction. Nobody can score. Um, I mean, the Jeff Green is probably going to be the bench guy that comes off and, and comes off the bench and scores points. But I mean, where's that defense? I guess you got you bringing Biombo off the bench too. I, I just I, I really want to know what the starting lineup is before I make a decision on this team. Well, that's true too. And uh, you make a good point. Who is really a pure scorer? I, I don't know if there is one. I guess there's a couple guys who know how to score. So it's going to be what's also going to be fascinating is to see like who gets to take the shots and maybe if if you know if they if they can be the best idea sometimes is just to spread the love around a little bit and you don't have to have one guy you know lead the way scoring but it should be interesting to see how all the different you know all those pieces fit together and the thing like I do like the roster but they brought in a lot of players in one year it's very hard like we talked about a little bit earlier to do that and be really good immediately so that's the other that's the other well, problem it, it is usually difficult to do that, but without an alpha dog, maybe we'll see it's not as difficult as it as it has been in the past. Hmm. Yeah. So without a, the prima donnas that need the ball <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's in, I think we're both intrigued, and I'd love to see them in the playoffs. I mean, I think it it's gonna be they're gonna be fun to watch this season because there's a lot to figure out. But also, I'm just super excited. Aaron Gordon is just like, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna put down some great dunks this year. So I'm excited for that. I'm happy people know who he is now, too. He's, I mean, he's not a household name, but that dumb contest really put him on the map. Yeah, I hope he does it again. Um, so, uh, Tariq Black, I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? He signed a two-year deal with the Lakers. He was on the Lakers last year. Yeah, it's his, I think it's his third year now out of Kansas. Okay. Um, I mean, he, he, he played for Houston before that. Uh, he's a pretty solid player off the bench, I think. For Especially for L.A., he'll get some playing time. Okay, so then uh, Trevor Booker, he left the Jazz. He goes to the Nets. The Nets signed quite a few people. We don't have to talk about them, but um, because I know they're desperate. Yeah, yeah. The the Nets are desperate. They'll sign anybody right now. (laughs) Uh, Jordan Clarkson stays with the Lakers. Four years, fifty million. Honestly, that's a good deal by the Lakers. I think he could have demanded. Good deal by the Lakers. I think he could have demanded more on the open market. Don't you? I mean, I heard some rumors about why he signed because he signed before. Uh, like he signed his qualifying offer, um, so he signed that. And I mean, they said maybe he just wants to stay in LA. Apparently, he's dating one of the Jenners or something. And uh, uh, okay, that's so he wants to stay in LA, the big market team. Maybe I don't know. I mean, he's got a good young core around him too. That's true. I think that team is going to be good in a couple of years. Now this contract, Hopefully not next year, though. right? Yes, this contract is preposterous. Like, there's no other way to put it. This is, I think, the most obscene contract that anyone signed. And everyone got overpaid, don't get me wrong. And, as a matter of fact, this person got paid more in this contract, if he gets all of the money from it, than Tiger Woods made in PGA Tour earnings in his career. That's Mike Conley signed a five-year, $153 million deal. That's pretty big. They're over 30 mil a year. That's pretty big for Mike Conley. Um he didn't want to leave. I don't think. I don't think the Grizzlies wanted him to leave. Obviously, uh, I like this team now. I mean, they're fully healthy. Uh, Zach Randolph and Gasol are going to give it their one last chance. Uh, I think. I. I mean, we're, we're months away from our bold predictions, but I think Memphis hosts host the first round matchup next year. Um. Yeah. So let's let's talk about Memphis real quick. And with that, they also signed Chandler Parsons four years, ninety four point eight million dollars. This is a team. That I was like, implode, trade everybody. But 
now that they re-signed Conley, although the contract's a little much, and they add Parsons, they're still not going to win a championship. They're not a championship contender. But this team, this team has some serious potential to be to win maybe 50 games next year. I think that's possible. This is if if Parsons can stay healthy and everybody else. I mean, basically everybody's bringing at a back or bringing to the team this year was hurt last year. So they need to stay healthy this year. Parsons is that shooter that they've been missing. I mean, we've always been talking that Memphis has been there. They had the defense, but they need that shooter. And uh, Parsons could possibly be that answer. Yeah, that's a it's a good fit. Like They brought almost everybody else back. So the core is there. They're just plugging Parsons in. They basically traded him for Matt Barnes, right? I mean, that's a... We don't have to say that. That's an upgrade. Everyone knows that. That's, I mean, they got a lot better with that one signing, I think. I mean, a lot better. Yeah, and hopefully everybody comes back healthy. Um, I really like Marcus All and Conley, that defense. Zach Randolph, I mean, Zebo. his game doesn't really age, does it? No, it doesn't. No. So, I mean, he, he can still average 15 points and 10 rebounds, I think. Uh, he probably won't get to 10 rebounds with Gasol there, but I think he's capable of that. Yes, I agree. Um, Jamal Crawford, he stays with the Clippers. Um, Seth, uh, three, I want him to come to Philly, man. Yeah, I, I heard, him. I heard that rumor. Yeah, that would have been cool. Uh, That's a lot of money for Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford's thirty-six years old, I think. Yeah, that is a lot of money. It is. You're right. Forty-two million dollars over three years is ridiculous. Uh, Seth Curry leaves the Kings to go to the Mavericks. I, I mean, that's so irrelevant. Um, Dwayne Dedman, fantastic deal though. Well, that's true. Seth Curry played. He played pretty well for the Kings late last year when he got time. And for paying him $3 million a year to come off the bench, I think that's great. Yeah, anytime you can pay somebody $3 million that's actually going to play minutes is is uh, is a great deal. I, I agree. Uh, Dwayne Dedman leaves the Magic, uh, goes to the Spurs. I'm assuming that's a good deal because the Spurs always make good deals. I don't know who that is, but I'm assuming that he's going to be a decent player. He's a former Sixer, man. He's one of the many... Over the last three years, that have been former Sixers. The whole but, league is uh, he's former good, Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a good rebounder. I mean, Pop will figure out what to do with him. Now this next one is is uh, I guess it's not really not that absurd. I mean, it kind of is. Uh, so Matthew Dellavedova leaves the Cavs. He goes to the Bucks. He's getting a four year deal with thirty eight point four million. I mean, they, they traded. They're not traded, but they basically got him in in return for Bayless because Bayless went to the Sixers. So I think that's an upgrade for them. He's he's a much better defender than Bayless is. Um, and paying just over nine million dollars a deal a year, that's not too bad. I like the only thing relevant for me with the Bucks because I don't I can't I couldn't make a comment on their team right now. I don't even I don't even know what that is. Okay, I don't know what I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what it is, but. I do with my argument, and we I don't we don't have to talk about the six right now. But the only thing I do talk about them is that they start a seven footer at point guard at times, or or play him at point guard, and so that just I love it because it just kind of goes against everyone's mindset that if you're seven foot or you're six foot, whatever you got to play a certain position, and I just love that they do that. But that that team, I don't know what to do with it. I don't think that's a playoff team still, right? They got Thon. Who knows, man. Thon's all that matters this all season for the Bucks. I think he's. I think even though you you're high on him, you you do think he needs time, right? Oh, yeah, he's not going to do anything this year. I don't think. Okay. All right. Let's. But they're going to. I mean, they got the players to develop him. I mean, they developed Giannis almost the same way. So. 
Yeah, I mean, in three years, this could be a, a really good team. That's what I'll say. Um, Jabari. Yeah, Jabari, yeah. I mean, yeah, they have a lot of young, good guys. Um, so the next one, uh, Luol Dang and pretty much everybody else left the Miami Heat for the Los Angeles Lakers, a four-year, $72 million deal. Do you want to talk about the Lakers? Unbelievable, this deal. I could not believe he got this much money. Really? I mean, you probably got to you got you probably got to see him more than I did this year. But man, I believe that it's a good amount per year. But for four years, for Dang, I don't think he's around playing four. well for four more years. Yeah, four years is a lot. Is this a playoff team? No. 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 Not at all. Okay. I don't know. What makes you think they're a playoff team? I, I don't know. I just I think Dang is is still a pretty good player and. Clarkson looked pretty good in his first year. I mean, they, they signed Mozgov. I mean, I don't know. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that signing. Okay. But I, I just I just don't see it. I mean, I think D'Angelo Russell needs a couple more years. Brandon Ingram needs muscle, weight. He needs the weight in any capacity. Um, Jordan Clarkson is pretty good. Uh, Julius Randle, I mean, he's basically still in his, coming into his second year because of his first year was all injury. Um, they're just they're way too young for the playoffs, and I just don't see it. Okay, uh, DeRozan stays with the Raptors five years, one hundred thirty nine million dollars. Yeah, good deal. Okay, uh, Andre Drummond stays with the Pistons five years, one hundred thirty million dollars. Yeah, I mean, I feel like those are two uh, deals that we saw coming, right? I mean, it's a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, uh, the only the only question was if DeRozan was going to leave for the Lakers because he's an L.A. guy, but I didn't think that was ever going to happen. Right. I, I, I bought into it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But, I mean, this was no-brainer in sense of in terms of them getting this much money. I mean, there's no surprise there. They're going to get the max. Did, did you buy into it after Toronto's playoff run or before? Uh, I don't think I really was aware of it until after. But I, either way, I mean, oh, okay. but from the first time I heard it, I was buying into it. Okay. Um. Jared Dudley leaves the Wizards to go to back to the Suns, I believe. He's going back to the Suns. Um, Kevin Durant, we just talked about. James Ennis leaves uh, New Orleans uh, to go to the Grizzlies. Uh, we already talked about Evan Fournier staying with Orlando. Uh, Langston Galloway left the Knicks to go to New Orleans. Uh, I don't know why they have two different symbols for New Orleans on here. Pau Gasol, this is a big deal. He left Chicago to go to San Antonio, two-year, $30 million deal. I think this is the second biggest decision in free agency this year. I, um, yeah. I mean, basically, because, I mean, he's going to the second best team. Um, but, I mean, it's Pau Gasol. Tim Duncan can't play the minutes uh, that he used to. If he comes back, I still don't think he's made a decision technically, right? No, he has not made a decision. Okay. So, I mean, Pau Gasol, he had a pretty good year last year in Chicago. So, uh, putting him next to Aldridge in that starting lineup um, definitely improves his team. They won 67 games last year, and they probably won't do it again. This team is I'm go, I'm going to go on. This team is going to be significantly better than they were last year. You essentially trade Tim Duncan for Pau Gasol, and then bring Tim Duncan back in as your backup. It's amazing. And then Kyle Anderson's going to be better. Jonathan Simmons is going to be better. And then you know everybody else. Kawhi might. 
be a little bit better. Who knows? I don't know how much better he can get. And I just I just think this team, it was the first year with LaMarcus. I, I just think that this team is going to be better next year. I, you know, There's a serious, legitimate argument that this team, they're not the favorites, but I could definitely see them being the team that comes out of the West. Did you uh, get a chance to watch any summer league yet? I've watched a few minutes of the Sixers, but not no, I haven't been watching too much. So Kyle Anderson against the Sixers was draining threes, and uh, that's something he, he has improved on since he left college a lot, very significantly. So I think, like you said, him coming off the bench uh, is really going to add another element they didn't have last year. Yeah, it's just this team, they're just deep, and they have a, they just, they still have Kevin Martin. I mean, he, he can score still. I mean, I don't know. I just... Uh, this team might be the team. I I mean, I still have to process everything, but I'm just, you know, I'm hitting. I don't know. I might I might be leaning Spurs. I don't know. Just saying. Yeah, and everything's not over yet in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to see a trade from at least the Sixers and at least the Kings before the free agency is over. Not that those teams are contenders, but they could be making a trade with a contender. Right, exactly. All right, Um so, yeah, I agree, by the way. Pau saw a huge signing. Uh, Eric Gordon leaves New Orleans to go to the Rockets. Is this where we're going to talk about the Rockets, or you want to wait? Mm, let's wait till the day to talk about the Rockets. Okay. Jeff Green leaves the Clippers to go to Orlando one year, $15 million. You mentioned that already. Uh, Justin Hamilton comes from Spain to go play in Brooklyn. Like you said, they're signing everyone that can breathe. Uh, Gerald Henderson leaves Portland to go to the Sixers two years, 18 million. Do you want to talk about the Sixers? Uh, I love this signing two years, 18, bring in a guy for a Philly guy. He went to Episcopal. Um, I love this signing. Uh, me also, me, me too. Um, and with coupled with the Bayless, you got some older guys who can start for you who have experience. Um, yeah, I mean this this team's this roster's shaping up. They're not going to win that many games, but um, I, I think it'll be watchable this year. It, it wasn't watchable last year. It'll be watchable, I think, this year. Uh, I I can watch Ben Simmons pass the ball all day, but it's definitely watchable. Yes, and I, like I said, I hinted at earlier, I do think he probably should play point guard. I mean, the way he passes the ball is just out of this. It's otherworldly. He's got a lot to work on. I, the rest, other parts of his game. Um, but man, he really can pass the basketball. The the way they're playing him in summer league, it's it's kind of like an audition for him to play point guard because he's playing along with CJ McConnell and he's basically running the offense. So yeah, they I, don't. I think he's still there. They're just seeing how it's working out. I mean, and I think it is working out pretty well for him. Yeah, honestly, to me, it's just kind of awkward with both of them because. It's like, who's the point guard? And that's how much of a point guard Simmons is. I really like McConnell. I think they should keep him around. I I really like McConnell. I know they have Kendall Marshall also, but I, I would keep him if I no, was he's him. he's gone. Kendall Marshall's gone. Oh, Kendall Marshall is gone? No, I mean, not officially, but he's not making this team. Oh, okay. All right, well, anyways. Also, I mean, while we're on the Sixers real quick, I just wanted to, because uh, they were in Utah with, for the Summer League, and they made two additions to their Vegas Summer League team with uh, Nick Stauskas and Jeremy Grant. Um, I, I think this is basically a tryout for those guys to keep their spots on the team. Yeah, it's amazing what happened to Nick Stauskas, how far he's he's fallen. Oh, yeah, really bad. <clears throat> but I, again, I think when he was playing with the Sixers, a lot of that was him being out of position. He's just a spot-up 
shooter to me. I don't think he should ever be putting the ball on the floor. And when he has to well, do this, that, I think it gets him in trouble. This is what happens to a shooter who doesn't make a shot an entire 82-game season. I mean, <laughs> he couldn't shoot at all last year. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he can't shoot, but last year he didn't make anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like this team. I really do. Maybe Sarge will come over. I mean, this this team... It's going to be hard for them to really get going and flowing, but once they do, this team can win 25 games, maybe 30 games. I don't know. But um, Sarge is coming over. He, he just can't play in the summer league because he's playing for Croatia in the Olympic qualifiers now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's exciting. I know that. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on. Um, Roy Hibbert. <laughs> Man, you talk about a I shouldn't laugh. You talk about a guy who fell off. He goes Man. leaves the Lakers, goes to the former Bobcats, the the Hornets. One year, five million dollars. Yeah, for for a guy who was he was talking about the max a few years ago yes. with, uh, with Indianapolis. And man, has has he really fallen? Um, signs a one year deal. Maybe he plays well. Uh, and gets a little more money next year, which is probably why he took a one-year deal. Um, but, man, like you said, has he fallen off. Uh, next up, Nene uh, leaves the Wizards and goes to the Rockets. He took a one-year $2.9 million deal. All right, so, so it's Rockets time, right? Rockets time. All right. Uh, so, like we said, Anderson, uh, Nene, and who's the other one? Eric Gordon. Um uh, Eric Gordon can't play with James Harden. Those two just can't play together. I, I, I just, I can't see that happening and working out. Um, Ryan Anderson, sure he can play along with who's their center, Clint Capella at this point. Yes. Because um, they lose Dwight Howard. Um, they bring in the name that maybe the name starts. I, I just don't know. I don't see this team making a playoff. Wow, really? This is a roster right now. Patrick Beverly, Jason Terry, Harden, Gordon, Trevor Reza, Corey Brewer, KJ McDaniel, Sam Decker, Ryan Anderson, Monte Yunus, Beasley, Montrez Harrell, Terrence Jones, Josh Smith, Clint Capella, somebody I don't know, Anaku, who's that? And Nene. So uh, the the rookie from Louisville? Okay. So I think that's So yeah, they have a, okay. They have a Okay, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, um, there's a lot like, of good players. That's the problem. There's like too many or something. Like they need to package like three or four of those guys and go get somebody else really good to play small forward or something or, or center or something. Like that's how get, I feel. Go get Rudy Gay. How about that? go get Rudy Gay? Yeah, I mean that'll work. You trade Trevor. Reason. I do like Beasley though. I do like Beasley on that team. I, they have a lot of really like the, everybody on the team is like good. Like they don't have anyone that's like bad, but it's just like there's too many. It's almost like too many players. And like you said, like there's a lot of good players. And Gordon, the problem with Gordon is unless they're gonna, you think they're play Harden at three? There's no way. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a mess. There's too many. There's just too many players, and there's only one basketball. I mean, Gordon shoots it. Harden shoots it. Beverly. You know, likes to he didn't play that much, touch, but he likes to try to score. Anderson shoots it. I mean, that's a real problem. And they don't have the guys that'll just be okay with that kind of thing. Like Michael Beasley is not cool with it, like sitting on the bench. Neither is Josh Smith. Like these guys aren't just like cool with sitting on the bench and just having a good time. Right. The worst thing they can do, and this is totally the Rockets are 
or backwards organization as far as I'm concerned. What I've seen from them the past couple of years, they're a real backwards organization. So knowing them, I'm going to guess they don't do anything and they let that explode in their face like a month or two into the season. If they're smart, they package a couple of these guys and get rid of them now because if they wait, this whole thing is going to explode like a month or two in. <laughs> Definitely. They should have never fired Mikhail last year. Yes, and huge I mistake. That, I agree. I think that's where things started to go downhill for them. I agree. Obviously, they weren't playing well with Mikhail at that point, but um, I think that was other factors besides him. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, there's just too many, too many players. But maybe they'll pack, like I said, package and, and move somebody. I don't know. Um, okay, so let's let's try to move on from that dumpster fire. Uh, Solomon Hill leaves the Pacers. He goes to New Orleans. He gets four years, forty-eight million dollars. Well, I see what you're saying about the different symbols for New Orleans. Some are NO and some are NOR. Yeah, well, it's bothering um, me. Yeah. Um, I like the signing Solomon Hill, uh, a good wing player. Uh, New Orleans is, is building something there, and, and it's different than um, Houston because they're, they're finding everybody with spots and with roles, and plus they have Anthony Davis. That helps. <laughs> Yes, it does. It does indeed help to have Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean the, te- the team's okay. I honestly, I don't know that they're a playoff team though. I think they're better than Houston. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Anyways, this is another big signing. I think you mentioned it earlier, and we could talk about this team. This is they're slowly becoming to me an arch enemy. This team. So. Atlanta loses Horford. He goes to Boston, signs a four-year, $113 million deal. Everyone's going, there's two things. Some people are going, oh, he's a superstar, and some people are saying, oh, he's not. I don't think, that that's stupid. I don't think it matters. I think this is a good signing. It's not too much money to give him, and Boston's really good, and I, I hate them. Are you there? Yep, still here. Oh, okay. You have you have anything to say? Uh, yeah, uh, you just kind of went out for a second. But, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's a huge deal. And, uh, I mean, how smart does Boston look right now? After not trading that third pick for a big guy, they didn't need to do it because they wind up getting out Horford. Yes. I mean, this this roster, man, I'm just drooling looking at it. It's, I mean, wow. And they're deep. Oh, man, this is a good, this is a good basketball team. That's all. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, are they the second best team in the East? Uh, I was just going to ask you the same question. I really like what Indiana did. Um, so I think it's between those two for me. But I would put Boston at two because they don't, they're not going through a coaching change. Yeah. And they have a really good young coach. I mean, yeah. this team is going to yeah. give trouble to Cleveland. I, I really think that. Eh, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting matchup, and uh, hopefully they can score this year, Boston. That, that was their problem last year. Um, of course, they lost Avery Bradley in the playoffs. That also didn't help. But bringing in Al Horford um, is, is a big deal for this organization. Yeah, they have a couple of young guys who were scorers in college who are kind of figuring it out in the pros, and they'll be coming into their second and third year now. So some of those guys, hopefully for them, uh, we'll start Market to hard, especially right. We'll start to put the ball in the basket. I mean, this is this team. If the young guys really developed a little bit between last year and this year, this team, legitimately, I could legitimately see them 
really playing Cleveland. I don't know if I can say they could beat Cleveland, but they could. There, I think that's the team that ends up playing Cleveland in the finals. And with all their young guys and all the draft picks they've had in the last couple of years, those guys are playing in the summer league right now. They're they're getting some good time playing with each other. Um, Terry Rozier made a big shot to beat uh, the Spurs the other night, um, and guys like R.J. Hunter, like all these young players that they're drafting, are getting time rather than the Sixers who just are picking up free agents um, and playing in the summer league. Like these guys are getting to play together. Right, and. They built a really good young core, and then they just they added a couple pieces. Like they had Isaiah Thomas last year, and now they bring in Horford. They're really only bringing in one player, and they're adding it to a team that's been gelling the past year or so and been playing in summer league, like you said. So, yeah, I mean, I I think this is I do I we when the Indiana first made a couple moves, I think we both thought Indiana was the second best team. But you said smartly at the time, you got to let the rest of the pieces fall and. Once Horford moved, I, I changed my mind almost immediately. I think big piece. the big piece that moved. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and I just, I just dislike them. Like they just really, I'm so jealous. So, um, so when you said arch rival, you meant of the 76ers. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I, I just wanted to clarify. I didn't know if you meant of the Cavs. No, no. They, they're they're um they're doing what we're trying to do, but they're in front of us doing it. So it's like we're not there yet, and. I don't know. And they they may have... But, well, we'll see. But arguably, the Sixers have the better pieces in place right now. We'll like, s- not not for... I mean, potential-wise. Yes. I would say that Simmons, Simmons and Embiid, in my opinion, are better pieces than Boston has on their team. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly with that. But, but obviously not this year or right now. So this next one is the dreaded... The always dreaded... <laughs> Dwight Howard... Uh, I was very thankful of Dwight, though. He didn't make a big stink. It wasn't all over the place. I guess Durant probably drowned out a lot of that. But he leaves the Rockets. He goes to the Hawks. He gets three years, $70.5 million. And he made this decision before Horford uh, made the decision to go to Boston. So I would be interested to know if it changed Horford's mind at all. Um, I know he was still thinking about Atlanta and Washington um, before he made the decision. Um, and they, they, the Hawks were willing to trade Paul Millsap, which was weird, I think. I think I would rather have Millsap than Dwight. But um, it, it's it's a good replacement if you're going to lose Horford to bring Dwight in. But, uh, but since he signed first, it's just kind of a weird situation. It is. I would say that it, it really is going to depend, of course, always on Dwight's attitude and how he plays. If he's ready to be a grown man... And not be a crybaby. This team is could be a they're going to be a playoff team probably either way, but could really. I don't think that they can get to the finals, but they could win a couple rounds of the playoffs. I, I still like what they have going on, but it's really going to depend on how grown up Dwight is. And Dwight has succeeded in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I mean, not that it's the same at all, but uh, he did lead his team um, to the. To the NBA Finals in that in Orlando, so we'll see if he can kind of turn his career back around uh, back in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking before, just before we did the the podcast here, you know, like we like you said, the Eastern Conference is tougher, but man, there's actually um, there's a lot of teams that are like really decent. Like, I don't know how many of them could really legitimately beat the Cavs, but a lot of them make you wonder. You know, 
Yeah, there's about eight teams that I think will be fighting for playoff spots. And then I would go around that area. Maybe not eight, but, like, they'll all be pretty close that, like, it'll come down to the last week of where their seeding is. Kind of like last year, four teams tied with the same record. Right, but last year the teams were those teams were just all crappy to me. Like, they're not crappy, but they were decent. I think, like, there's more teams that could potentially beat each other to get to the conference finals. Like, let's take the Cavs out of it. I see five or six teams. Some of them are a little bit more of a stretch and need a lot of people to do the right things, but I see four or so teams that could legitimately meet the Cavs in the Easter Conference Finals. That can beat them? No, no, meet, meet, sorry. Meet's a poor choice of word. Yes, get there. Get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean... They're all very close, and they all kind of got better this year. Um, so, I mean, last year, especially on that the other side of the bracket, um, I, I only thought that Miami or Toronto could make that. Right. Um, so, I mean, I thought Boston had a chance, but since they had to meet them in the second round and then the Bradley injury, they didn't really stand a chance. But, yeah, I agree. Every team got a little bit better than these. Um, next signing, Richard Jefferson comes back, two-year deal. I don't think the money amount is disclosed. He stays with the Cavaliers. I think, why not? Probably the minimum. Yeah, and he played really well last year. I mean, he still looks like he's got, I mean, it was so weird how youthful he looked. Um, next, uh, next team is Brandon Jennings. I actually didn't know this. Brandon Jennings uh, leaves the Magic and goes to the Knicks, one-year, $5 million deal. Do you want to talk about the Knicks now, or should we wait? Um... There's we still got a couple of Knicks players, okay. so we'll wait. Okay, Joe Johnson. But it's a good signing, in my opinion. There. Yes, it is five million dollars. It's a great deal. Joe Johnson yeah. leaves the Hawks, goes to Utah. He's finally off that that just horrible deal, and he signs yeah. two years, twenty two million to go to the Jazz. Yeah, if anybody didn't know, Joe Johnson was basically the highest paid player in the league the last <laughs> what three four years. Yeah. Um, it's, if you ask a casual. NBA fan, they might not even know who Joe Johnson is. Yes. That, like, they just th- started watching the last few years. That's so true. Um, I We don't have to talk about the Jazz long because they're really not that interesting. But I do like their roster. This going forward, and even right now, they're going to be pretty good next year, I think. And, and going forward, I, I really like what they got going on down there. Oh, man. Well, it's not really down there, but I know what you mean. The, uh, the Utah announcers in the Summer League Love the Utah Jazz. They are talking about yes. them as playoff favorites and that they even have a chance of hosting a first-round matchup. And my head was just uh, – I, I just couldn't believe what they were talking about. I mean, I understand that they're, they're Utah Jazz fans and they watch them all the time, but I don't know how you can like, call this team better than the Clippers um, or, or the Thunder still. The Thunder are still better than the Utah Jazz, I think. Um. um... I don't know. Maybe. I have to look. We'll have to talk about the Thunder because I, I, I don't know. But this Jazz team is, is good. Yeah, I was, I was, they were drooling over the Jazz, and I don't blame them. You know, they're excited, and they should be. They're going to struggle to make the playoffs, though. I mean, I think they probably will. But, you know, the NBA is tough right now. Like, a lot of teams, most teams, I think, got better. There's a couple teams who took huge hits. Oklahoma City, obviously, one of them. But there's, I think there's a lot of... Um, it's hard to say that everyone got better, but there's a lot. Of, Miami's another one took big hits. There's a lot of, um, 
I don't know what to say. Like a lot of teams are pretty good. That's what I'm trying to say. So like last year was a lot. There was very top heavy. Now the talent is really spread out. There's a lot of teams who could really make a run to the playoffs, and a lot of teams also could make a run to the conference finals in each conference. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean we'll, we'll see. I, I think that the George Hill trade um, by Utah definitely helps them out this year, also. Right. Yeah, it's not just the Joe Johnson signing. Um, next, Dante uh, Exum is. Healthy. Right. Yeah, a lot of young players. Um, next deal, Tyler Johnson. I think he only signed an offer sheet, so I don't know what's going on with this. I'm assuming Miami's going to match this. He signed four years, $50 million. This is an outrageous amount to pay this player. He's going to get it, and I think he's going to get it from the Heat. So I guess we just skip over that for now. Um, well, I think today's the last day, by the way. I think today's the last day they can match that. Okay. I, I think that they will. Um but it remains to be seen. Either way, he's getting wildly overpaid. That's so outrageous. Um, yeah. Courtney Lee, um, he leaves Charlotte, and he goes to the New York Knicks. Four-year, $48 million deal. We're going to hold off on the Knicks still. Uh, John Luer, is that how you say that name? Luer. Yeah. He leaves the Suns, yeah. goes to the Pistons. Four years, $42 million deal. Uh, Jeremy Lin. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, uh, by the way. Why? Why? Too much money? Oh, way too much money. Yeah, ten million dollars for John Lord. That's absurd. It is. It really is. It really is. Um, but like I said, this, this, these, these, uh, these teams. Everyone got the money has to go somewhere. Yeah, and the the thing is that teams aren't afraid to spend it because they're gonna have max cap room next year again. So it's like it's crazy. Um, Jeremy Lin signs with uh the Nets. He left Charlotte. Three years, thirty six million. I mean, Brooklyn signed. Like you said, they signed everybody walking. Um, yeah. Never knew how to say this guy's name. Go ahead and say it. Uh, is, isn't it Ian? Or it's not Ian, but I always forget how to pronounce it also. Right, so I don't know. How, it's Mahimi, but I don't know how to pronounce his first name. All I always right. forget. There you go. He left the Pacers, went to the Wizards, four-year, $64 million deal. Uh, we already talked about the Wizards. Uh, oh, I didn't know Marjanovic left. Oh, it's, a, it's an offer sheet. I'm, I wonder if the yeah. Spurs will match that. I think they will. So Marjanovic gets three-year, $21 million offer from Detroit. Reigns to be seen whether they'll match it. Uh, Luke he is Rash- the largest human being in the NBA. Oh, he's so large. It's <laughs> it's not just his height. Like, he's just so large. Like, uh, like, look at, like, if you haven't seen him, it's Boban Marjanovic. He plays for the Spurs. Get on your computer or your phone and look up this dude. He is, he's like, he's just a giant. That's what he is. He looks like a giant. Yeah, I mean, Joel Embiid is catching up, but Marjanovic is just, I think he's the biggest player in the NBA. He's 7'3", 290. Like, wow. And he's so long, it's, it's just... It's it's yeah. really something. Um, Luke Richard and Bamute, he stays with the Clippers, two years, $4.5 million. Uh, James Michael McAdoo stays with Golden State, one year, $980,000. I actually think that's a nice deal. I put that, is that the, Golden State. Yeah, is that like the minimum? It has to be the minimum. It's such a random number that it has to be the minimum. Yeah, it is a random. Nine hundred eighty thousand four hundred thirty-one. <laughs> yeah, that is so random, right? Uh, Etwan Moore uh, leaves the Bulls and goes to the Pelicans. Uh, Timothy Mozgov, we mentioned earlier, uh, four-year, sixty-four million dollar deal uh, to go play for the Lakers. Uh, Easily the most absurd to me. The most absurd. Uh, you mentioned Conley. But this is the most absurd contract to me. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't. Dude didn't even play. 
They didn't even play for the in the playoffs. Right. I I I understand what you're saying. I do. But I think he's still a pretty good player. It just doesn't work with what Cleveland does. I think he'll be presently surprised by his production in LA. He's not worth. I mean, I'm but, not going to. I won't be pleasantly surprised because <laughs> I don't want them to be do do well. Okay. Well, you'd be surprised, I guess. Then uh, Andrew Nicholson leaves the Magic, goes to Washington, four years, twenty six million. Great deal for Washington, I think. Um, I agree. Yeah. Uh, maybe now we can talk about the Knicks. Joe Kim Noah leaves uh, the Bulls, yeah. and he goes to the Knicks. Maybe we should wait one more player to talk about him. Okay. All right. Um. Oh, he's not on here. I guess that was a trade. Derrick Rose. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. So that's why I think we should stop here and talk about the Knicks. Okay. So four-year, seventy-two million dollar deal for Joe Kim to go to the Knicks. What are you thinking? What's What's your thoughts on these Knicks? Uh, I think they're in that group that you, you put that can make the playoffs and are much better than last year, but I, I don't think they're going to be as good as Knicks fans think. Um, I mean, Noah, Kristaps, Mello, and Derek Rose. I mean, five years ago, I mean, even with like a 13-year-old Kristaps, I think they're better. Yeah, that's so true. That is actually, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I mean, I think people... Are are going to be like, oh, Derrick Rose, oh, Joe Kim? No, honestly, Kristaps is the first or second best player on this team, probably. That's what you have to realize. Now, that might not be such a bad thing because he's he was really good last year and he's he's getting better probably. So, to me, the starting five is is arguably top five in the NBA, maybe. But after, because I I still think Noah's good. I still think Derrick Rose could possibly be productive as long as he doesn't try to do too much and can stay healthy. And Courtney That's Lee is a problem. decent player, but their bench is just so bad. I mean, like you said, the, the, it, Derek Rose will be good if he doesn't try to do too much, but that's what Derek Rose does. Like, that's just built into Derek Rose. That's and, so true. I didn't think about um, that. Yeah, I mean, not, not that that's a bad thing. He was very good. I mean, he, he's an MVP. Um, so you can't take that away from him. But still, I, I, I just seeing this, I, I think it's going to implode. And that's that's the thing. It has a very high risk of imploding. Now, yeah. Noah early in his career was a little bit crazier. I think now he's more of a, a leader. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying that. But I think that if they have a chance of keeping it together, it'll be because Noah knows what it takes to, to be successful. Like, Carmelo Anthony has no idea what it takes to be successful. And Derrick Rose does also, but I don't know how much of a leader he is. And they've been together, been successful, and they're together again. So I think there's something there. But, yes, it has a really high chance of, of imploding, absolutely. Isn't it funny how Melo came into the league and he went to one year with Syracuse, won the national championship, and everybody just thought him as a winner? And then everybody completely thinks of him differently now. I've never seen one player from draft to the end of his career change so much as a winner. Yeah, and it's it's not just that he was he's been on a lot of bad teams. Okay, I don't want to hate on him too much, but it's just I think his style of play and he's got an ability to do and he's he's changed his game a lot in the past couple of seasons in his attitude and I credit him for that. But it took him a long time. Early in his career, he just come down and just shoot wherever and take a bunch of shots. He didn't want to play defense. Doesn't want to get rebounds and. Those other things to try to be a leader, to lead your team to all be better. That's really what my problem, and I think a lot of people's problem with him is. But 
we'll see this year. I mean, if they could be pretty decent, I mean, he he also could be somebody who who leads them because he really is a lot more mature of a guy now than when he first came in the league. But it is it is funny, like you say, he really had this thing around him because he led his team to a championship and. I mean, he was really good in college, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, since he's been in the pros, he's just been kind of selfish for the most part, with the exception of the past couple of seasons. Yeah, I mean, it didn't help that he got drafted by Denver. And, I mean, they just kept trying to bring old players in to help him out. I mean, Iverson played for this team. That didn't really do much for him. And then the big trades in New York, um, where he's been ever since. I mean, that that trade took all the good players out of New York. Uh, I mean, because they paid so much to get Melo. Yeah, but it's like you said, they're one of those teams and maybe they'll play the Cavs and Melo can play LeBron in the playoffs. I mean, it'll still be really fun. I think that's the thing I'm excited about is we've talked about a lot of these teams and for the most part, it's either we're excited about them right now or we're like, they're going to be really good in a couple seasons. So that's what I'm saying. Like the NBA right now is is just so balanced outside of one, maybe two teams. It's so balanced. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, he stays with Dallas, obviously. I mean, like, duh. Uh, two million, two-year, $40 million deal. We talked about that earlier. Zaza Pachulia talked about him. Chandler Parsons uh, talked about him uh, going to Memphis. Uh, four-year, 94.8. I think we mentioned that. Austin Rivers stays with the Lakers. Three years, $35 million. This is such, like... Clippers. Yeah, they sorry, Clippers. Clippers. This is such, like... Um, I was just excited to make fun of him. <laughs> this is such, like, um, my daddy... They got me this contract. He's not worth anywhere near that amount of money. He is a good player, though. I mean, I don't want to say, I mean, the Clippers signed him just because he's, his dad's the coach, but um, well, supposedly he got a bigger offer than uh, Jamal Crawford's first offer from the Clippers, which in that case, it, it, it is ridiculous because, yeah. I mean, Crawford, I mean, 36 years old, like we mentioned, but he's still a better player than Rivers. Don't forget, they did trade for the guy now. They did trade for so trade for Rivers. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty good last year. I mean, I'm not listen. I'm not uh, saying he's terrible. He's just not worth that much money. Is all I'm trying to say. But oh, yeah. but again, I, I don't I, I don't think another team would have paid him thirty five million dollars. Not even close. And and everyone did get overpaid, but it's because, like you said, it, that when it the demand is there elsewhere, that's kind of how it works. It's supply and demand, obviously. But he doesn't demand thirty five. Not even in this market. So I don't know. Um, Anyway, Sergio Rodriguez comes over from Spain to play in Philadelphia, one-year, $8 million deal. Rajon Rondo, we're not going to talk about this team. He leaves the Kings. He goes to the Bulls, two years, $28 million. We're going to hold off to talk about that. Brandon Rush leaves Golden State, goes to the Timberwolves, one-year, $3.5 million deal. Uh, Love that signing. Love yeah, it. it's really cheap. It's a good price. Um, Minnesota, another team, looking up. Um, is Garnett still playing? Yep, Garnett. Well, it's good being a mentor at this point, though. Right, right. Uh, Ramon Sessions leaves the Wizards, goes to the Hornets, two years, $12.5 million. Ish Smith leaves the Sixers, goes to the Pistons, gets three years, $18 million. million. I'm glad the Sixers did not pay him that. That would be stupid. I'm I'm very happy they didn't match that. Jason Smith, I can't believe this guy's still in the league. And this contract. He leaves the Magic, goes to the Wizards, three years, $16 million. Like, what? Yeah, I, I I was as shocked as you were just to see that guy was still in the league and making <laughs> making that money. Yeah, good man. for him though, man. Good yeah, for good. Him. Oh, yeah, I'm not hating on him. Good for him. Yeah, uh, Maurice Bates, you mentioned earlier, leaves the Golden State Warriors. He goes to Clippers, 
I mean, should we talk about the Clippers or? This is one of my top five signings in, oh, in the offseason. Okay. Where space for the Clippers. What I I think I think they've done a great job of uh, backing up their big men after all the injuries they had last year. Um, through, through the draft, they got Bryce Johnson, also bringing in Spates, who can spread the floor. I mean, that guy seemed like he couldn't miss in the playoffs at some points from three, and I mean that was just something he could not do as a sixer at all. Um, so him. I think he can play alongside Blake Griffin or DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, it's true. He can. I, I the, the Clippers didn't do too much. They did it. That is a good signing. It's a nice signing. Um, but they'll be back next year. As long as everyone can be healthy. That You know, they had the injury. That was really what killed them last year. They're going to cause some yeah, trouble, one, definitely. One, this could be a team that... Once falls off that team, it's just done. Right. But, I mean... This could be a team that that does some some damage next year. I could see them going pretty deep. I know you really liked them this year, so we'll have to see how they, it plays out in the regular season. But I expect them to win just about the same, you know, fifty five games probably, and do some damage. I don't know that they have the capability of winning the Western Conference. I think, but I still think they might be arguably the third best team in the West. Yeah, and they get to if they finish the third or second, they get to avoid Golden State until the final, right? Conference final. Right. So, yeah, I mean, they, they're just, they had a really good course. So it was going to be hard for them, and they're paying the guys a lot of money. It would have been hard for them to do much else. Um, Teletovich leaves the Suns to go to Milwaukee. Three years, $30 million deal. Garrett Temple leaves Washington, goes to the Kings again. Kings signed everybody. Three years, $24 million. That's way too much money to pay him. Uh, Anthony Tolliver leaves the Pistons, goes to the Kings. Two years, $16 million. Evan Turner. He leaves the Celtics and he goes to the Trailblazers and they paid him four years, $75 million. Yeah. Uh, this was one of those, you kind of check your Twitter just to see if it's a fake account uh, that's reporting. Uh, Cause that, that amount of money for a player like Evan Turner, I was not expecting. I mean, what? Yeah. Uh, Boston was probably like, Hey, Go make your money, man. That's that good for you. But we're not going to match that. They probably they he probably called and the GM laughed and said, "Yeah, right. You didn't. They didn't. They didn't offer you that. I'm not going to buy that." Yeah, Danny Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge probably laughed in his face. Um, wow, that's just absurd. Um, the Trailblazers were pretty good last year. I think they'll be pretty good again this year. Um, just about the same. They'll win. They'll be in the you know like the five or six seed and seven whatever, and then they'll lose in the first round. One player that wasn't on here, right? Festus Azili wasn't on here. Um, yeah, he's not on this list, but he also signed with the Trailblazers. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So signing for I think. Yeah, it is. It is. They're they're good, but there's just they don't have enough. And uh, Damian Lillard's really good, and CJ McCollum really played well last year. But I don't think they have enough uh, enough firepower. They just need one more superstar, maybe or something. I don't know what they're missing, but. I, they need a player like Alan Crabb, right? Well, is Alan? Did Alan Crabb stay? Uh, they they still have an opportunity to match it. Okay, you got an uh, offer sheet four years, seventy five million dollars. Jeez, wow, they're not going to match that. Yeah. But they paid Evan Turner that money. So would you rather have Crabb or Turner? Obviously, they picked Turner first. Yeah, that's crazy. I'd rather have Crabb. I think. Yeah, I mean. But they can start Turner, I guess, with those other two guys rather than Crab coming off the bench. That's exactly what they're going to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. The next guy on the list, 
Uh, I can't believe this. I just, I, I still can't believe this one. This, to me, was the most surprising. Dwayne Wade leaves the Heat to go to Chicago two years, $47 million, and I still can't believe it. I, I am as shocked as you are. Um, I thought it was just a ploy the whole time. Me like, too. Hey, I'm looking at these other teams. Like, Just pay me more money, Pat Riley. He left for $2 more million. Like, What yeah. happened between Dwayne Wade and the Heat? Something bad happened. For him to leave over $2 million? Like, this guy always has been heat for life. But I'll tell you what it is. I think one of the biggest things is he was tired of coming second. He's never, in 13 seasons here, he's never been the highest paid player. And I think at some point he just said, you know what, enough is enough. You're not treating me right. And you put Hassan Whiteside before me. And I just, I'm still, all of that still, I'm shocked. But... This Bulls, Chris Bosh has been paid more than him in the last six years. Every single year, every single season, Chris Bosh has been paid more than it's him. It's just, I, it's, it doesn't make sense. Um, they kept asking him to take, take pay cut after pay cut, and he did every time until this year. Yeah, and I just, I just over two million dollars. I just, that's the thing that's even more shocking. But um, I think it, what I'm trying to allude to is it might have been a little bit more than about the money at some point. Um. But this Bulls roster, I mean, it's weird. Rajon Rondo, Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, and then Gibson and Robin Lopez. I think they're better than they were last year. Right? I don't know. What? I mean, I just, I, I, I mean, they have better, they have more talent. But can Rondo really play with those guys? I don't know. Well, that's a good question. That's that's the ultimate question. If he can, this team is pretty good. If he can't, I think they're still going to be good because Dwayne Wade is still pretty good and Butler is good. And Rondo's good. So if they don't have the flow, they'll still be good. But, man, they could really... I could see this team going pretty deep if if they can play together. It, it was good to hear Rondo came out and said, hey, like we have three alpha dogs or whatever he used the term. Um, but this is Jimmy's team. Like I understand that. It's not my team. I'm coming to help out. And, wow. I mean, that that shows a little maturity out of Rajon Rondo. Well, he's been on a losing team, obviously, in Sacramento. So I think, you know, he he rec- helped, supposedly helped recruit Dwayne Wade. He might have maybe sat down with Dwayne, too, and said, look, I know I've been a real troublemaker, but I want to win now. And, you know, show, show me the way, man. And I, I just, I think, I really think if they can gel, this this team could be, because the people are, I think pe- not enough people are talking about this team. This could be a team that I really believe this team could go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they have it if they can gel. I think they would have to get the right matchup, but I would not be surprised, I guess, if it works out and, and they do make the finals or conference finals. Uh, but I still think teams like Boston are, and the Pacers are better than them. This is so exciting, though. Like, Can you imagine LeBron versus Melo followed by LeBron versus Wade? Like, It's just... Like the NBA next season is just going to be. I I hope everyone realizes like this was such an amazing off season. You know the the one thing that was bad is is the Durant thing because Golden State is now so lopsided good. If he'd stayed in OKC, it would have been like man, there's so many teams that could get to the finals or at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's just I don't know. It's 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 exciting. Yeah, unpredictable, and that's that's what the NBA usually lacks uh, is unpredictability. Um, it's usually the best teams win in the seven-game series. So 
um, this offseason has definitely been that unpredictable. So there's a few more signings just gloss over here. Uh, David West, uh, we talked about already, left to go to Golden State. Hassan Whiteside stays in Miami. Just mentioned that four-year, $98 million deal. Uh, Darren Williams uh, stays in Dallas for $10 million on a one-year deal. And Marvin Williams gets four years, $54.5 million from Charlotte to stay. Also, Derek Williams went to Miami. Oh, that's right. That just happened like this morning, right? Yeah, I saw that this morning. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, so Miami's trying to make some some adjustments. Derek Williams has developed his game, has an outside shot now, maybe can play alongside Hassan Whiteside. So not a bad signing, I don't think. They're they're a decent team. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, and yeah, I, I think, think so. everyone down here has this different idea about what they're going to do. And um, but if they can get rid of Bosch, um, which they probably can, I think what has to happen is his results from doctors have to come back that he can't play, and then they can wiggle out of his contract, and they will have massive amounts of money to try to go after Russ and Blake in the next off season. But they're they're going to be a not play for a full year, right? So I guess around All Star break is that when he when he stopped playing last year. Uh, I think they said sometime in February is when it would happen again, when it, they can get out of it. They're a playoff team as Chris Bosch comes back. That's my opinion. Wow. If he comes back and plays all year, well, they're a playoff. I have seven teams written down that I think are better. The Cavs, Celtics, Hawks, Knicks, Chicago, the Raptors, and the Pacers. Yeah, I'm not so sure where the Knicks are. Okay. Um, one last team I think we should talk about is uh, the Indiana Pacers. They do much with the signings, uh, but did make that trade you had mentioned earlier. And I mean, this team is maybe the third best team in the East. Yeah, that's where I was with them at the moment. Uh, like we said, still a lot to go on. They have a new head coach to bring a lot of new guys in. Um, but I really like the Thad Young trade. Um, and I think Jeff Teague for one year, uh, at least he's got one year on his deal, uh, is a good deal for them. Um, so yeah, I mean, Paul, I mean, Paul George, I mean, he's still one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA, so uh, that's why I like them so much too. Yeah, and Al Jefferson now. I mean, it's like yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, they really put together a nice roster, and Paul George has a good season. Uh, Jeff Teague's a good player. I mean, I, I really like what they did, and I think that they. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they end up in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, you know, it's like I said, it's just it's exciting because of how many teams are now kind of equal you know they got six seven eight teams that are all really really good in the east should we do our our way too early playoff predictions just just name eight teams uh that'll make the playoffs in each one oh even though it's way too early uh well i think well let's go through let's go through the east we both agree that the Cavs and raptors are going to go back yeah just, just to make the playoffs that's what we're just saying yeah. The Cavs and Raptors. The Heat, uh, I think we both agree that they aren't a, a playoff favorite right now. Okay. I would say the Hawks Yeah. aren't also. I'm going to say the Hawks don't make the playoffs. Oh, okay. I, I'm I'm in on the Hawks. You're in on the Hawks. I'm in on the Celtics. Yes, I'm in on the Celtics also. I'm in on the Hornets and the Pacers. Hornets. Oh, my goodness. I'm in on the Pacers. I'm in on the Bulls. 
That's and sick. I'm in on the Knicks. Oh, you in on, you're in on the Knicks now. I'm in on the Knicks. Yeah, just looking at the teams, I'm in on the Knicks. So, so from last year, I'm swapping out the Hawks, the Heat, and the Pistons for the Bulls. I'm going to put the Magic in there, too. Yeah, you need Magic. an eighth team. And Magic in the Knicks. See, that's that's where I'm at. So we disagree. I don't think Charlotte's going to make it, but I do think that Atlanta's Atlanta. going to make it. And then, okay. oh, man, the eighth team. Jeez. You put Detroit in there? I was thinking about Detroit. Um, Milwaukee's not going to make it. Orlando is pretty good. All right. I'll, I'll agree. Let's go. Yeah, Orlando. Yeah, I think that's possible. So we disagree only on one team, I think, right now in the East. The Hawks and the uh, Hornets, I have. You have the Hawks. I have the Hornets. Yeah. Are you sure about that? You want to take that back? I'm not taking it back, no. Okay. All right. I, I like the I like their team. All right. All right. Now, the West uh, is uh, – okay, so – Golden State, San Antonio, right? Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think those both, both teams will make it. Okay. I think they'll both have over sixty-five wins, maybe. Wow. Okay. I I think the NBA is a lot tougher this year. I think the competition is is at a, a much higher level this year. Like, there's no easy games. There's no Sixers. There's no Lakers from last year. Like. I don't, yeah, yeah okay. like, no one's fair. bad. That's really weird. I mean, I'm sure it's going to turn out that someone is probably the Kings and the Nets. The yeah, Kings are going to be bad, yeah. yeah. Uh, especially after they trade Rudy Gay um, and get, like, nothing back. Um, all right, so who else you got? So we got the Warriors, Spurs, Thunder, Clippers. I think they'll all make it. The, the top four from last year are going to make it again. Um, I can't see the Blazers not making it after their run last year. So I'm going to put the Blazers and the Grizzlies in, too. So that's six. Um, and then I'll put the Jazz and the Timberwolves in. So there's eight. That's, I only have seven. I have Golden State, San Antonio, Thunder, Memphis, Portland, Utah, Minnesota. Am I missing someone? Clippers. Okay, so I agree with Golden State, San Antonio, and Memphis. <laughs> you don't you don't agree with Well, I don't know. I, I'm just I have to think. Um You don't agree with the Clippers? The Clippers are gonna make the playoff. Uh Clippers, yeah, agree with Clippers. Uh I think Dallas is gonna make it. Okay, yeah, I had them out. You wanna change that? Nope. <laughs> okay. Uh so from last year's playoff. I'm switching out Dallas and Houston and putting on Utah and Minnesota. Yeah, Houston. Mm, I don't know about yeah, Houston. Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota's going to make it. OKC. Yeah, OKC's going to make it. So I have Golden State, San Antonio, Memphis, Clippers, Dallas, OKC. This is hard. They just got one left? No, I got two left. Oh, because you didn't put Portland in, right? Yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't know about Portland. How could they not make it? Right, they made it last year. That's what I thought, and, and but I mean, teams like Memphis had injuries, Dallas had injuries, so maybe they're not that good. Oh, no, I mean, what they about... also took a couple. 
they also won. Uh, they beat the Warriors in that series too. So kind of impressive. Yeah, they did win a game. Um, I'm gonna put Portland in. I'm really struggling with this last team. I'm thinking it's not. It's not gonna be the Pelicans. Uh, it's probably not. Could it be Utah? No, it's probably not Utah. Man, I don't know. It's not the T Wolves. Not, sac- not Sacramento. It's not. Don't, don't do Sacramento. I. I I have to think. Man, you're Houston, really struggling with this. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be Houston. You're going with the same eight as last year. All um, right. Yeah, Dallas made it last year, right? Yeah. yeah. Warriors, Spurs, Thunder, Clippers, Blazers, Mavs, Grizz, and Rockets. Yeah, that's, that's, that was the last. I'm going with the same eight. Going with the same eight. All right. That's that's interesting. But uh, I mean, I won't be shocked. Yeah. The the Utah Jazz, uh, their announcers would be pretty upset about that though. <laughs> well, they're, they're trying to get a top four seed. Yeah, I think they're uh, getting ahead of themselves. I mean, you don't think they're going to be a top four seed, right? I mean, no, I I think the Jazz, in, in my prediction, are the seventh seed, and the Timberwolves are the eight. Okay, so we differ. I think Dallas and Houston. You think Utah, Minnesota, and then in the East. Yep. I think we only disagreed. You think Charlotte, and I and think you, Atlanta. Yep. Uh, I mean, like, like we said, that, that, that neither of us are going to be right. But most likely, <laughs> with all these teams that are so good, um, and these are still way too early predictions. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I mean, you know, summer league's going on right now. It's exciting, but. Um, you know, I, like I said, I was ready for an exciting off season, but I was not ready for this. I mean, like I said over and over again during this podcast, it's just, it's the talent is so spread out now that there's just so many good teams. I mean, it's, it's exciting. A lot of guys change teams. It's great. It's really good for the league. Yeah, a lot more guys push teams than I thought. Uh, yes. We're going to. Uh, so that, that definitely makes the off season much more interesting and we still expect some trades to happen. Um, and there's still some free agents out there. So uh, we'll, we'll see if teams like Portland match Allen Crabs offer. If teams like the Heat are going to match Tyler Johnson. Um, two two very big contracts there that uh, uh, that could change uh, the way we look at things. Russell Westbrook gets traded, right? <laughs> I figured we could have an own podcast about that conversation. I, mean, we can... I, I think we could we could talk about that for a while. Okay. Well, let's let's save that conversation then, I guess. Yeah, uh, I expect that to be one one of our next podcasts. Is, uh, it's definitely a big possibility. Yeah, we have a little bit of lull now. I mean, this, the free agency period is pretty much over. So our next couple of podcasts, I imagine, will probably be some creative stuff that we come up with, some hypotheticals and stuff that we like to do from time to time, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, we could do a whole one about Russell Westbrook, so I, I took that one at some point. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, until then, look look out for those coming at you pretty shortly, hopefully pretty soon. Uh, but until then, uh, I'm Bill Golden. Alongside me has been Kevin McLernan. This is the Pick and Roll Podcast, and thanks for listening.